Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. You're on Money FM 89.3. Today on Health Suites, we take a look at the question Can a skinny person be fat? And what are the health implications of this possibility? To answer these questions, I speak with Dr. Michael McDonald, senior consultant cardiologist with Harley Street Heart and Vascular Centre, Mount Elizabeth Medical Centre, Orchard. Coming up next on Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon. Joining me on the phone, Dr. Michael McDonald, Senior Consultant Cardiologist with Harley Street Heart and Vascular Centre, Mount Elizabeth Medical Centre Orchard. Doctor, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. My pleasure. Now, I've heard of the term skinny fat, but since I lean more towards the, you know, just fat, fat, thing in the scheme of things this has never been a focus to me so this interview is going to be interesting because i can think of a few girlfriends who are skinny fat so how can a thin person be fat what is the metabolically obese normal weight phenotype so yeah this this metabolically obese normal weight phenotype or skinny fat as it's sometimes called so as we put on weight and become overweight and obese, we have a tendency to develop insulin resistance mm-hmm. and something called metabolic syndrome, which eventually develops into diabetes. And what you find is that is there's a group of people who have, who have normal body weight, but they have this insulin resistance or metabolic syndrome at a normal body weight. And it's, it appears to be more common in Asian populations. Asian populations for a given body mass index or weight of a higher risk of developing these cardiometabolic type syndromes. Okay, Asians in general, a lot of seem to be perfect weight, as in visually at least. Yeah. You're saying that they could actually have this metabolically obese, normal weight phenotype thing happening. So skinny fat, <laughs> yeah. basically. Yeah, abso- absolutely. And it's to, do with the, it's to do with the types of fat. So there's essentially two different types of fat defined by where they are. Mm-hmm. And you've got ones that are kind of central around the abdominal area, which is called visceral fat. Right. And that's people that are kind of apple-shaped. And then you have fat around the buttocks or peripheral fat. And it's the visceral fat that's really metabolically active. It's the one that causes all the problems. And so people can, be, can appear to be completely thin, but have a lot of this visceral fat um, around their internal organs, and that's the one that causes the the problems. Okay, why is it occurring more in Asians? Why are you seeing it present more in Asians, do you think? First of all, we don't really know. There's a lot of ideas. I mean, there's definitely a genetic component. We know that Asian populations, for any given body weight, have a higher uh, body fat percentage, and that's kind of shown in the, the body mass index scale. So, Anything above 25 is normally um, considered overweight. Mm-hmm. But in Asian populations, is, is anything above 23 is considered overweight. But there's a, I mean, there's a whole load of different reasons. It could be due to the uh, diet that we have here, which is often very uh, carbohydrate-rich, very simple carbohydrate-rich diet, some processed foods. Um, and in addition to that, there's obviously um, genetics playing a part. I find that very intriguing, but okay, visceral fat, you're saying, is more dangerous than the fat that we're more familiar with, which is subcutaneous fat, love handles, yeah, as we yeah, know definitely. it. When we think of fat, we think of it just being something that's deposited under the skin, looks unsightly, but actually it's a, it's a metabolic organ. 
and it produces hormones and proteins that can affect whole different parts of the body. And it's the visceral fat that produces um, inflammatory factors. It produces hormones that affect the um, coagulation system. And overall, it kind of increases inflammation, influences the way you're, you produce insulin, how you respond to insulin, mm-hmm. and which increases your blood sugars, and also does things that affect clotting and, and things like that. So it, it's, it's an organ that affects a huge different number of systems in the body. We're speaking with Dr. Michael McDonald, Senior Consultant Cardiologist with Ali Street Heart and Vascular Centre, Mount Elizabeth Medical Centre, Orchard. How do you as doctors detect visceral fats? I mean, can I just go to a GP and, and figure out what my, my visceral fat percentage or is it at dangerous levels, etc.? Or do I have to go to a specialised doctor? Well, you know, it's, it can be quite tricky. So if someone is, is, has got a normal body weight, mm-hmm. but they've got a lot of visceral fat, you cannot see it on, outwardly. You don't see it in their, in their uh, body makeup. The kind of gold standard is these MRI scans. So an MRI scan will have a look and tell us exactly how much visceral fat you've got. And so will a CT scan. But they're expensive and they're not easy to get hold of. You do get these bioimpedance monitor scales that can be used. You can buy them in the, in the shops and mm-hmm. they'll give you a rough guess about how much body fat percentage is, but they're not particularly accurate. If you want to find out if you've got this kind of metabolically obese normal weight syndrome, it's worth going to see your GP because what they'll do is they'll do a panel of blood tests. They'll look at your, your cholesterol, your triglycerides, look at your glucose. And one of the key markers of having the potential of having more visceral fat is having a wider waist. And we have cutoffs of about 80 centimeters in women and 90 centimeters in men, which suggests you've perhaps got this increase in abdominal de- uh, fat deposition or visceral fat. Okay, obviously, if, if we're talking about it, metabolically obese, normal weight, phenotypes, this isn't just a, a weight problem. There are bigger medical issues that you could be looking at. Yeah, definitely. And this is, this is, the, big, this is the, the big thing. So if you have this, if you're metabolically obese but you have a normal weight or this skinny fat syndrome, you are at twice the risk of developing things like heart attacks and strokes. And even more, even more impressive is this, you've got a four to eight fold increase in developing diabetes. Now, it needs to be seen as a kind of warning sign. If you're diagnosed with this, it's something you can actually do something about. You can, you can alter your lifestyle, you can exercise more, you can change your diet, and you can reverse these changes that are, that are already beginning in your body and reduce your risk of these diseases. I'm under the impression, and I, it could be wrong, that visceral fat is hard to lose even when you're working out. Is that true? Well, yeah, it's, it's like most fat is quite difficult to lose. There's, there's, <laughs> oh, don't uh, I Everyone know. finds that. <laughs> it's never easy. There's actually, there's been one study which showed that in women, if they exercise, they have a, an increased tendency to actually lose the visceral fat ahead of their subcutaneous fat. But when it comes to fat loss... It comes down to, you know, diet and exercise. And as you lose your peripheral fat, you also lose your visceral fat as well. It's very difficult to kind of spot reduce different areas as much as we'd like that. So there isn't a magical diet pill I can take. Unfortunately not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There might be in the future. You never know. Well, you know, come on, doctors, get working on it. (laughs) If someone is diagnosed as metabolically obese, normal weight phenotype, or as being insulin resistant, does that mean it's inevitable that they develop type 2 diabetes? Or is it a maybe if they don't change their lifestyle? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a definite maybe. They're, they're at increased risk 
But they, if they switch things up and focus on their lifestyle, they can prevent it. And that's the kind of key take-home message. If you have this syndrome, you can do something about it. How about age groups? Is there a certain age group? Um, is it more leaning towards women or men who can develop this type 2 diabetes? So it's often men that develop this abdominal or central obesity. And it's usually when people get into the kind of middle age kind of group that they ah, start the to feel gut. that middle age spread. <laughs> okay. So men more than women. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, it's middle age. Well, everything starts happening to you in your middle age. Yeah, exactly. It all goes wrong. It all goes wrong. It's all game over. But is there something that they can do in, say, their early 30s or late 20s to prevent it? Yeah, prevention, that's a, that's a good point. So it's focusing on your nutrition and your exercise, making sure you're building in exercise into your lifestyle. And, you know, standard exercise advice is even brisk walking for about 150 minutes a week is enough just to try and prevent a lot of these chronic diseases. When it comes to nutrition, it's pretty simple. It's eating fresher foods, less processed foods, less salt, less sugars, less sugary drinks. I mean, that's a big thing is that people take a lot of their sugars in through sugary drinks. And your, your body, when you take in that much calories, your body doesn't recognize it. And you're far more likely to deposit fat when you're taking a lot of um, these, these sugary carbohydrates. But yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's focusing on diet, focusing on exercise, and that can prevent these kind of changes. And does it, uh, does it help to, to start earlier, even when you're in the pink of health, you're very young, to start with that healthy lifestyle and just maintain it as you get older? Yeah, definitely. Because if you build it, if you start, if you start early, you've basically built, you'll build it into your lifestyle and you'll make it a habit. And when things become a habit, they become easy to do every day. And then it's just normal for you. But at any time, if you're diagnosed with metabolic type syndrome, you should look at it as a warning sign at that point and then try and tackle your um, exercise and, and and lifestyle at that point. I mean, any, at any age, if you get this, if you tackle your lifestyle, you can improve it. Right, okay. A lot of diabetics find that diabetes runs in the family. This kind of diabetes, this kind of insulin resistance, is that also genetic? Yeah, there will be a genetic component. I mean, we're not still a lot of work being done on, on how this is inherited. When it comes to obesity and body weight, there is definitely a genetic, a strong genetic component. If you take a adopted children that are adopted at birth, their future body weight as an adult will usually reflect their genetic parents rather than their, the parents that look after them. And so there's clearly the way you de deposit fat and your body shape and, and size is determined a large part by genetics. But we're not entirely sure of the pathways that are involved at the moment. What we're talking about right now is a skinny person who looks fine, who, who potentially looks very healthy, maybe even looks really good in a, in a size 6 dress. And they have this metabolically obese normal weight phenotype that if they don't deal with, they could develop type 2 diabetes. How many patients do you see that are surprised when you tell them, hey, you've got type 2 diabetes in this, in this sort of demographic? You know, it's really, it's really common because when we think type 2 diabetes, we think, you know, overweight and obese. But, you know, 40% of the new diabetics in Singapore are um, normal body weight. And so we see it all the time. We see people that come in and think, I oh, can't be me, I can't be diabetic. But they have, biochemically, they've got diabetes and they've probably got this increased visceral fat that's, that's, that's part of the problem. That's not actually good news, doctor. It's not. <laughs> You're worrying everyone who's listening to us right now. <laughs> it's, but it's, the, the, the good news is it's, it's quite simple to test for. 
you can see your doctor, get your blood pressure checked, get your fasting blood test done, look at your lipids and your glucose, and you can start to see the changes. And if you see them, you can do something about it. Okay, so if I step on the scale and my and my weight is, you know, within normal parameters of a healthy person, then how do I even know to ask a GP to, to test me? That's a good question. I guess um, as, if you, as you get older, it's worth getting screening anyway for, for diabetes. The whole population should get it done. But if you're starting to notice that you've got, a, you know, your waist, I guess one thing you can do is measure your waist size. And if your waist size is increasing, that maybe points towards some visceral fat deposition. All right. So there is no sign of it. So I might not necessarily have a medical condition like, you know, recurring headaches or something that might okay. trigger that, that concern. So yeah, so if it's if it's just metabolic syndrome, there's usually very there's nothing in the way of signs or symptoms. Right. But as you develop diabetes, you can start to get symptoms. You don't want to get to that stage. But basically, diabetes the symptoms can be increased thirst, increased urination, some weight loss, fatigue, all these kind of things. Sometimes people that have insulin resistance or the metabolic side can get dark skin patches, mm. uh, but that's not that common. Uh, but yeah, most of the time it is, it's asymptomatic. So you have to be proactive in, when, in getting screened from it from your doctor. So when, if you have this insulin resistance, you don't know about it, you, you don't deal with it, it becomes type 2 diabetes, how serious is it? Yeah, potentially can become type 2 diabetes. And if you have type 2 diabetes, I mean, that's, it can be serious. Type 2 diabetes affects every organ in the body. It increases your cardiovascular risk of kind of heart attacks increases your risk of stroke, can cause problems with your eyesight, your kidneys, your feet. It impacts almost every organ in your body. So it's super important to try and get it, pick it up early mm-hmm. or even prevent it developing. So we pick it up early, we make changes to our lifestyles and we still potentially develop type 2 diabetes. What, is, what kind of treatment, what kind of controls are you then looking at? Yeah, so there's a number of different... So number one, diabetes is again more lifestyle changes is changing into a diabetic diet with kind of lower carbohydrates uh, less fats uh, sim- less simple sugars but there's lots of medication we can give people that can help and actually in the, just in the last few years there's been a real change in the way we treat diabetes that can actually properly prevent things like heart attacks and strokes which are the really worrying things but yes there's a there's a lot of different things that we can do now to help people that are diabetes but again there's a big there's a big weight on the patient because it's about lifestyle optimization for them as well and making sure they're they're on point with their diet all right we've been speaking with dr michael mcdonald senior consultant cardiologist with harley street hearts and vascular center mount elizabeth medical center orchard thank you so much for your time I think this was actually very, very informative to a lot of people who are skinny. I'm not one of them. (laughs) But skinny people everywhere should probably have something to think about right now. Thank you so much for for talking to us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This is Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarice Montero for Health Suites. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.